Hey everyone, this is James Poulter, your host at Inside Voice, just dropping in before the episode with a quick announcement. If you are in London and you want to come and join us for the pre-event for this year's Voice Summit, our Voice London Meetup, tickets are now available on Eventbrite. You can get those going to bit.ly slash voice London, that's bit.ly slash voice London, where you'll be able to come along and hear from great brands including Babylon Health, ITV, the BBC and many more yet to be announced. The event's happening at Bounce in Old Street in central London on May 16th, on the afternoon of May 16th. So if that's you or you know someone that would like to come along, the best thing to do is go grab a ticket while they're still available, bit.ly slash voice London. And you can also find all the other information about the event over at the main Voice Summit website, voicesummit.ai. Okay, on to this week's episode with Davis Bitsky from Amazon with Pete's interview with him. Check this out. Welcome to Inside Voice. This is Pete Erickson, the founder of Modev and the creator of Voice Summit. And I am actually thrilled to be speaking this week with David Izbitsky, a longtime friend of mine, colleague, and the very first keynote speaker at the original Voice Summit last summer. David, how you doing? I am doing well. It's so awesome to be able to speak with you. So, David, tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, your role at Amazon. Oh, gosh. I um, I I just feel very fortunate and lucky to be uh, part of an amazing team and to have – I mean, we knew each other when I was at Microsoft, and I, I had done, you know, just – Tech education, I like to call it, and just helping people out for for years across mobile and web and desktop and e-commerce. And I found myself in 2013 in this small team that was launching an app store for Kindle. And then that just kind of led to Fire TV and Fire Phone. And suddenly 2014, I'm sitting in front of this canister thing called an Echo, trying to figure out what that all means. And I've been part of that team and that ride now for, gosh, five years, right? And uh, just... What an, what an amazing time uh, right. uh, part of it. to be part of this, you know, and my role shifted over the years, depending, I just look at, I'm the type of person, I just roll up my sleeves and whatever needs the most help. And, um, you know, lately that's been helping kind of like incubate air, new areas for Alexa. So like Alexa for business, uh, it's also been helping brands figure out what does this actually mean to have conversations with our customers rather than them tapping on screens. Right. <laughs> um, and I still me more. I think they should remove my my any kind of dev medals, but I still do like uh, jumping in when I can. But we have some rock star devs and solution architects and all sorts of folks. Well, on the you want to? Yeah, I guess you're really you were really the first developer evangelist, really, as I as I recall with the uh, with Amazon Alexa. I mean, we did that workshop together here in Arlington. Yeah, uh, I think that was in early 2016, um, and it was right when the SDKs were just about to be released in fact i don't even think they were fully released yet like i don't even know if we had lambda back then so it was like trying to set up beanstalk and cloudwatch and if you remember i brought a couple of the engineers with me from seattle so there were like folks in the modev community who were breaking things in a good way and so those engineers were like vpn in the seattle and they were like fixing things in real time it was such an awesome thing to see right (laughs) 
You know, one thing you may not uh, know, but the the building where we had that workshop was about just a block away from where DARPA invented the internet. Oh wow! Um, so <laughs> That's so cool. It was like, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, you know, it was fun to break break new ground in this voice first era, and really that kind of kicked off this whole, uh, I guess, as you know, this new journey for you, but this new journey for us as well. I mean, um, it was it was clear that uh, having a background in mobile developer engagement and building out developer communities that we were onto something new. Uh, and um, I think it was the following summer we did that 10 city tour uh, with, with voice hacks and Amazon. And I think that was really telling with regards to who was entering into this voice first era. And I think that, you know, one of my kind of first questions for you is how have you seen this market take shape um, and how has it differed from the previous developer markets that you you know that you've encountered through your work with you know mobile and Kindle and and uh, you know other platforms? Yeah, it's funny. In the beginning, the question a lot, especially for the developer marketing teams, um, you know, we had, we, people have to deliver, you know, it's a, it's a business, right? And so they would be putting together plans for the year and it's like, well, who is our developer? That I remember was the question back then. And you were trying to figure that out in the community too. Like is it was weird, right? Because it's from the consumer standpoint, it looks like this app store kind of mobile space, but from the developer standpoint, it really was a restful web service. And then you got into the design of it where you started having conversations of like, okay, well, we're going to bring sorts of design that we know, right? This is like web. This is, you know, we could use hex principle and chunking and everything else. And it's like, uh, no, actually, this is something entirely new too. And so it was, you know, as Amazon, we were trying to figure it out. And I remember um, that first year I would tell people when they would ask me, well, who is it? And I would say everyone. And they'd be like, what? You can't say everyone. And I'm like, no, everyone. And they'd be like, well, does that mean cloud devs, mobile devs? And I'm like, no, it means everyone. So that means my mom, my grandma, the people at the bus stop. And, you know, obviously five years ago, we didn't have the ability for everyone to be able to participate. But I think that's becoming apparent now. And you see that with the stuff that the Blueprint blueprint team is doing um i'm just such a fan of of that area too is that it enables and empowers anyone to do that and we also just launched uh last week we launched blueprints for business so the ability now to do that as well and so you could start creating your own skills at work so i really do feel like this is the first i, I don't I, and I, it's it's hard for me to kind of like say uh, say the word of what this is right because in the last we would talk about like communities and things like that but i i, I would say this is the first uh, it's almost an error right it's the error of communicating with ai naturally and that's what makes it unique i mean we've never had that before if you think about i mean you and i've been around in tech for a while every piece of tech that we ever had needed to be updated and patched and right. so this is the first time ever that doesn't have to happen. It's the it's the from from a human being's point of view, if they bought an echo in twenty fourteen, they haven't 
changed anything. It's just gotten smarter. And you remember, I was kind of a marketing slide, but it was like Alexa is constantly changing and getting better, right? And I feel looking back five years, that is certainly true. I mean, it's true from a developer sense, but it's certainly true from a customer sense too. And that's what makes me happy is it's the one thing I don't have to patch when I go over families' houses for the holidays. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's interesting. I think that's a that's a really good analogy, right? I mean, for all of us that do IT support, whenever we go to family holidays, um, that is that is kind of a welcome is kind of a welcome relief. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, and you know what's super interesting too is when, like I talked about Alexa for business and blueprints for business too. I remember years ago when I was in pharma, um, we would look at OS rollouts, and they and this is like, oh gosh, I mean, you're talking 2003, right? And so you're talking about, do we buy another company for a hundred million dollars in 2003, or do we roll out a new version of Windows, right? And so there was this whole training aspect to technology that doesn't exist in this space either, right? Right. You know, so that's this super interesting too. Yeah, it's it's it is it, it's fascinating. I think that the point that you know this market now and does include everybody. I think from our that tour that we did in 2017 was really telling for us. And I think that when we looked at the data and the persona types that came to these Alexa workshops, oh, yeah. uh, that's when we realized when we looked at that data and we said, you know what, there's not a conference for these people, and that's why we created Voice and. And it's it's even for us as a as a as a conference, right? It it's a new kind of audience because yes, it's developers and designers and UXers, but it's also brands and agencies and marketers and affiliate groups and other community members all sort of coming together around this this new era, right? And so it doesn't look like things that have happened in the past. It's a it's sort of this new it's kind of a new model. Oh yeah. Last year, I mean, just incredible, diverse group, and and I, I remember it hit me. In, if, if you remember, if you remember, in 2015, it was probably mid 2015. Um, I wanted to get to know the people more and have them know me, so I would turn my webcam on once a week and do like an ask me anything, and some of the topics, it was so interesting, Pete, because it would be like one question would be like about actually creating uh, something in AWS. And then the next question would be, how do I connect my light bulb? And so there were people that would join that were excited about the space that weren't developers at all. They just wanted to learn more. And as somebody in the tech space, I had never seen that. Like nobody had ever shown up and said, hey, I want to learn how to create a mobile app, right? <laughs> Maybe they showed up because they were trying to create a startup and they were looking for developers. But there was this true, like, um, this curiosity, right? And I think you saw that at Voice last year, too. There's a curiosity, even if somebody doesn't have a developer back, but there's just, they want to understand where this is headed and how, to, how it works. And, and I think that is because of anthropomorphism and the ability that they, there's these, these AIs, you know, Alexa included, but there are many others are starting to make a connection with a human being. And when you have a connection with somebody, you want to know more about them. Right. And so that's super interesting to see too. So how would you say the market's changed since your last keynote at voice summit in July? Oh, gosh. I don't, I don't even think of it in terms of market. So what I always think of in terms of – and even if I wasn't at Amazon, uh, you know, because I don't want this to sound so Amazonian, but I've always thought of it in terms of me as the person using it, right? And 
um, I mean, you've worked with enough Amazonians to know it is true that we start with the customer and work backwards. So I always look at it that way. Like in 2019, how has my daily routine changed? And so I reflect on things a lot like that. And one of the things I write, and I also, I don't know if I shared this with you. If not, I'll share it with you privately. Is like I, I wrote another LinkedIn article, but I didn't release it because uh, I didn't know how people would take it. Um, I did one last year around mobile too that I never released. And a lot of these are just thoughts that I have as I start to think of me and in my daily routine, where's this headed? How far have we've come and what's changed? And one of the things I've been really thinking about, and I'm going to try and, well, I'm not going to try. I'm going to get some of these ideas ideas as I flushed them out in the keynote this year is that I started to think about app stores. And you may have seen some of these tweets that I've had to in the past where I was like, you know, I've worked on app stores since the beginning. I remember when there was no app stores and an app store was just the easiest way for us to add functionality in a way that a human being could discover it and enable it because they had to. But with the invention of AI, and what you're, where you, we see with Alexa and we see with Google Assistant, we see with all these other things, is that what does that mean when you don't really, as a human being, have to have the onus on you to install and update those things? What does that mean for the App Store? Is the App Store now the AI? Right? And so... I think that's the way we want as human beings. I know as myself is if I want to have a conversation about something and ask for it, de developer-wise, yes, it can be an app. It can be a skill, an action, whatever. But as a human being, no. I want to get to that information and have conversations around those things uh, seamlessly. You know, We've tried to create additional functionality for Alexa over the years. You've seen that um, you know, with the ability to – to handle intense, like if I say I want to play a game or something like that, or how do I get rid of this grass stain and, you know, those kind of implicit invocations. So that's, if I would say in 2019, some of the mindset, and this is, a, this is, this is mindset where there's a maturity and an understanding to it, right? I wouldn't expect a brand, I couldn't go talk to a brand and say, and and kind of talk about this idea until they've actually created skill until they've started to talk to their customer and they're using it and then they kind of get it. and then what they start to shoot for is what's next but what's super interesting Pete is when I go into a room now and these are you know I won't name any companies but these are high level execs right and they they could be CMOs or they could be um, CTOs one off a lot of them are now looking for well what does it look like in five years. And I haven't seen that. Like in mobile, it was all about like, I need to, I need to do who, what this person's doing, right? There was kind of a cookie cutter mold that everybody felt. And what's interesting, and I, I, do, um, I do bring this back to the fact that a lot of people do have relationships with Alexa. You know, they're using Echo in the home and they've seen their kids and their families do it and things like that. And so a lot of the conversation is, all right, we need to get something out there now and get our feet wet and understanding. But there is a lot of talking and them asking me of what, what are, where we need to aim for in five years. And that's great because what would happen in, um, what would happen in 2014 or 2020, yeah, 2014, um, was that it was very much everybody wanted to do everything. Do you remember those conversations? They were like, oh, I can just, I'm going to create a skill and it's going to be, it's going to like solve world peace, right? Like there were, a lot of it was bringing people back down to reality of what the API is actually offered. And nowadays, 
there's like genuine real discussion within that five year zone. And I think and I've seen that there's a general understanding of what they can do today, at least at a base level, um, to get started. And the other interesting thing is even these big enterprises, when I walk in, a lot of them have already been tinkering. So there's like a lot of like there'll be an echo at people's desks type of thing. Right. Which that didn't exist before, too. So I remember years ago, it was actually explaining how the device worked, like what beam microphone technology was. And, you know, much in the same way when I used to have to teach people how to double click. I mean, you may not remember you will remember this, but the, the audience may not remember in Windows. There was a there was a mouse like learning thing where you would it, you could change the speed of a double click. <laughs> and I remember training people on that to get that down. You know, right. So I think where you're going with this is, I mean, it's the zero UI, right? I mean, we are we are approaching that period where we don't have to go and enable a skill at a store on whatever platform or whatever you want to call it um, in order to use it. Right. It'll just be accessible based on the conversation we're having. So if I want to buy an airline ticket from a particular airline, I don't have to go and enable that skill and then. In, engage in a transaction, right? The 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 UI becomes that enablement. Yeah, and the technology doesn't exist there yet. You know, it's beginning, um, but I think that's the real. That's where we're headed. We're, I mean, we're headed to zero UI, right? And it's happening in B2B as well, right? So um, I think that there's platform fatigue, right? You, you, can only, you can only manage so many platforms and so many dashboards before it yeah. starts to get crazy. And we've seen, we've seen companies come along and then capitalize on that. Look at Mint, uh, what they did for uh, managing all our different financial services, right? They became a huge company uh, and uh, yeah. sold for a big number because they, they took that UI and made it easier. But I think that that's I think that's what I what are, where I see the future going is that it's kind of that that zero UI day and I know that's not where we are right now we we are because you you're still going to focus on building a skill right you're still going to do that but how somebody accesses that skill you're right the app store is going to change and what's interesting is it depends on how controversial I want to get when I uh or or how much of their attention I want them to really lean in right and so if I, there's a couple of things especially with brands that they'll really lean in on um one of them is if I say something like the era of the app store is over it's dead mm -hmm. And they're like, what, wait, wait, what? Like, that's all I have is apps. And, and you can point to all of the studies that talk about how many apps people actually do update and keep on their phone. And, and then the interesting part is it doesn't change anything. It's vernacular, right? Is that we've always like, when, when I tell people, I'm like your iPhone there, are you using the app or are you using your iPhone? Or your Android phone, right? I have a I have a Pixel Three, right? It's like you're using that device, and what I've seen with voice is you do see people asking Siri and Alexa and Google Assistant on their phones for information that years ago would have been hidden in the apps, right? And so you've already kind of seen that shift. And other than a game, right, which a game is a specific modality, and I would argue that even when you're playing that game. It's not the phone. Like when I see my kids playing Fortnite on their phone, they're playing Fortnite. The phone just becomes the controller, right? So it kind of changes that modality. It's really not a mobile app. 
anymore. It, it's it's a very different kind of experience, and um, and I can talk about gaming on in, in voice and in all of that as well. But um, I, I see that type of uh, you know that 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 type of shift comes too. And then the second thing, which really gets them excited, is I said, especially if you're up, if you're a company that was born on the internet. You may never have had a brick and mortar store where people walk in. And so I'm like, when's the last time that you got to talk to your customer every day on their own terms rather than some guardrails that you created in a mobile app that they haven't updated in six months on their old phone, you know? And I'm like, that data is invaluable because they're going to tell you what they want from you, mm-hmm. you know? And um, mm-hmm. that those type of two things, I think, gets people out of the shell of this is just another app store. It's just another tech I need to learn and un- into that, what I was talking about again in this voice error um, of what's really changing, right? And the people that cater to that are going to be the ones that increase their customer connection. <laughs> they, they they increase their brand loyalty in this age versus what they had because their customers are feeling heard. Have you thought about what your message may be come uh, come July? I know we've, we're we're four months away, but have you thought about you know the. Uh, where you may take uh, a hint, and I don't want you to give too much away, but have you, or you could even just tell us, have you thought about what that message may become that time? Or are you going to wait and and see what transpires? <laughs> um, well, you know, it's it's long enough, and obviously, I can't talk about roadmaps, so I always try to incorporate that like last year some of the stuff was literally like that week and i'll try and flow in there and so in my head you know i'm fortunate enough that i see kind of the view of the field where i a lot of these great voice agencies that are coming out now um and what they're doing with customers and then what i'm hearing from customers and then on top of that i get the roadmap so i get to see what we're working on and we're building and so when i do my talks what i'll do is it'll be based what happens is if somebody's if i see something getting asked a lot it's usually a common theme and so i'll put a slide together through that or i'll start talking about that and what's incredible there and this just makes life easier for me right is that I can point someone to a 20 minute talk before I go in and talk to the team and it's already answered all those questions. So we can start moving into the next. And so I think that's really what it will be about. So expect for me to tie together because sometimes we'll have all these releases and sometimes it feels like they're coming uh, really fast. <laughs> but what does that ultimately mean altogether, right? Because it is building on top of things. And so I'll talk about that. And then what I want to share is anecdotal stories and areas of success and failure that I've seen. Um, you know, for last, last year for me, uh, a lot of that was inclusiveness, which I felt was an area for success in voice and a failure across all of tech. And so that was a, a you know, a theme that I, I tried to, uh, to bring across because it is not something that you need to sit down and think about it. It just happens naturally based on the ability for people to ask things versus I felt like inclusiveness in the past had to be really hardcore design, right? And what was easy for someone was not easy for somebody else. What do you see visually? Can people see color? Can they see font sizes? You know, all of that. Um, 
And so I'll, I'll focus on those. Like if I get, if I get worked up about something, it doesn't just have to be jazzed in a positive way. I, if I get upset and pissed off about something too, that'll come in through the keynote because there are people who are upset and pissed off about it too. So I'll, and then I'll try to address, um, you know, how we can handle it. So that's where my head's at. Um, in those things. But I mean, the conference that you put on Pete's incredible, the amount of um, the, the conversations that happen in the hallway. I mean, that's how I look at the, anything that I do on that stage is just to, to make sure that people know now we can all start talking about this stuff. You know, it's not, it's not going to teach anybody anything that they probably already haven't known, but man, did it, 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 it it's a way to get the conversation started. And that's what I want people. I don't want people afraid to ask a question. I love, I just like standing in a corner and then we can have conversations all, all day. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, well, we're, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to it. We're, we're thrilled thus far with the response of the conference and just the partners that we have coming around. And, you know, our goal, um, and I, I have to give Amazon a lot of credit for this is, you know, we want to represent the full ecosystem. Um, and that includes all plat- platform partners and everything. And I think Amazon, you know, uh, came to us early and said, we don't want this to be an entirely an Alexa conference. We really want it to represent the ecosystem. And, and that's what we're really excited about is to is to be the event where the ecosystem can come together, where we can have conversations that impact us all. Because, you know, conversational design is is a is a as a skill set and as a profession is really important to this, this entire industry. Um, and, you know, I'm excited about bringing people into this market. So I've got a couple questions here as we, as we head into the home stretch. One is what advice would you give someone today that says, I want to get into a uh, voice into the voice industry, you know, whether it's, Maybe it's a developer, right? If they're coming out of out of college or coming out of a, a coding school, what advice would you give somebody just entering this market? Yeah, so um, I mean, if you're interested in the Amazon stuff, uh, you know, obviously go to um, Alexa dot design, which is everything. But the first thing I would do is get yourself one of these devices if you don't have one already, and if you if you don't want to get a device, make sure you install the apps on the phone. Um, make sure you get all of them, you know, make sure you have echoes and Google assistants and uh, access to Siri. And, um, you know, if you do, if you can get access to, to Bixby and just, cause if you are really looking at the industry as a whole, um, you need to start playing around in all of the sandboxes. Uh, obviously I would want Alexa to be your, your, your favorite, but you know, I feel <laughs> of course, like of because I use them all too. I feel like I learn across everything. Um, second thing is I would start looking for the hashtag voice first, look for that on Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, you'll start to see the community there. What's really super awesome. And it's early days. Okay. So we, we don't have any egos in the community yet. And I'm hoping that doesn't change. Um, it's early days. And this is what always blows away. I think, uh, higher ups across all companies. Cause I have heard it on other people who work for different companies is that we all know each other. You know, I work at Amazon. I know the people that work at Microsoft and the people who work at Google, they know me. We, we point things out in presentations and that is so, so important, Pete, to the beginning of an, uh, you know, a, a, an industry an error um, is that everybody knows each other and, and they're working towards a, a common goal. And the last time 
I saw something like that was in the beginning of the web. I remember, I remember being, um, I was in Pittsburgh doing an event for Microsoft and I had Bing shirts on. And this is the last time I saw this kind of cool camaraderie and all, cause there's a lot of Google folks out there in Pittsburgh and they thought it was the coolest thing to have Bing t-shirts. And so I gave them a bunch and they all wore it around that Google office. Right. And it was, it was about being at the time we were trying to do things in a more customer user centric way versus a human being have to know how to search. And I think, you know, that just helped elevate everything um, along the lines. And so that's what I would say is that, you know, don't just follow the Amazon people. Don't just follow the Google people. Like follow, you'll see all the names, right? And you'll see people and you, you know, you'll see Brian and Rommel up there too. And you'll just, you'll see some just incredible folks who are also sharing the history of things. I mean, that's the one thing that you'll find is like, I mean, I certainly found that when I started looking at this in 2014, um, even though I had been in the tech in a while, I had certainly had not gotten any chops around voice. And there had been people doing this for 30 plus years. And so there are people that you can learn from and the history from. And that was one of the things I wanted to make sure, because I, I certainly saw this in some of the talks. And this is, you know, before people knew me, I would just be the Amazon guy and I would come in uh, and I won't say any names. So these, these people are really, really famous folks, really incredible and smart who have standoffish in the beginning because they felt like, what does Amazon know about this? Right. And so it was over time saying, look, just want to make it better for everybody. <laughs> and so it's a learning process and it's certainly a learning process for me. And so that's what I tell people coming into it is that don't be intimidated. Just accept the fact that you don't know anything and that most of us don't know anything because, and it's certainly changing as the tech is getting better and better and better. We can do more and more things. And then I would just end it with a, um, you know, well, you, you, both you and I, Pete, uh, hopefully you got your photo. I just posted mine for Instagram. But when we met Dr. Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson, um, you know, and he, he talks about this. He talks about curiosity. Curiosity is just the number one factor for intelligence, right? And that we don't teach our kids to be curious. curious. You know, in fact, we, we try and stifle it by, you know, memorization and other, it's, that, it's that curiosity. And so have that curiosity around voice. And one of the ways you can do that is just by observing yourself. I mean, I'm constantly doing this is how am I interacting? How am I asking for things? And why did I do that? And how could I make that better? And um, if you stay curious like that, you'll just start to see insights into voice and then you'll get excited and you'll start, you'll start wanting, cause this certainly happened to me as I started to look into clinical psychology, just because uh, I really feel like as you get more and more into conversation, I mean, conversation is how we express ourselves as human beings. And, and so then why do we say the things we do? And half the time we don't know why we're saying the things we do. And how do you, how do you feel when somebody says something to you and what does that mean? And, and so just all of that will naturally come out of a, a curiosity that you have um, yourself. Well, we want to, we want to, Definitely continue to drive that curiosity. I'm a little curious about another event that's coming up that Amazon just launched, uh, the ReMars event. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that and the goals there, because it looks like a fascinating event where it's sort of bringing together all of the big pieces of the puzzle here. And who should attend? What's going to happen in, in Las Vegas at the end of June? Yeah. And so if you hadn't heard about the the Mars um, 
conference. This was like Jeff's event that, uh, you know, it wasn't like open to the public, but it was a lot. And it's not a voice event, right? Although voice is part of that. It's about AI and robotics and space and just like all the really awesome, cool, cool stuff. You know, it's like just the future, really. Um, and so the ability, you know, we started having discussions as a team, even, you know, well before this announcement of like, how could you make that how could we bring everybody together much in the same way that you see with reinvent? I mean, you just see around cloud, all of the, the background of how do you get all those cross disciplines and then real thought leaders in that space? What are they doing? I mean, the stuff like Boston dynamics, you always see the video, right. With the stuff where it looks like it's real walking around and what does it mean for space? And, um, just bringing all that together in one place. And so in June, this is a conference in Vegas that's going to have all of that. Robert Downey Jr. is going to, Jr. is going to be out there. Um, and just lots and lots of top minds in the field, which is why I don't know why I'm there at all. Oh, come on, come on. Lots of, lots of smart people are going to be there. And so it's a, if you have any interest in this at all, um, I especially the first one, right? Because mm-hmm. I remember people, every reInvent – I've been I've been to six reinvents. I missed the first one, um, and so you do hear people still talk about that first one and what it was like and what the vibe was like and the possibility and um, and those type of things. And so that's you know it's remars.amazon.com if you'd like to check it out. We did just open registration last week, so you want to make sure you you, you check that out. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing a little bit about that. It just looks like an interesting event, and I think people need to know about it and uh, head out to Vegas for that for that first one at the end of June. But definitely look forward to seeing you at the end of July. Um, we are we are thrilled to have Amazon as our diamond partner again this year. Um, we're excited for the growth that we're going to have as a conference, uh, not just from a numbers standpoint, but I think the the quality of the content, the conversation, where this industry is and where it is headed. Uh, that's our goal for uh, for Voice Summit 2019. David, always fun chatting with you and uh, look forward to seeing you at the end of July. Likewise. Thank you so much for your time, Pete. Well, that'll do it for me. I'm Pete Erickson, founder of Modev and the creator of Voice Summit. And we really look forward to seeing you uh, July 22nd through 25th in Newark, New Jersey. VoiceSummit.ai for all the information. Cheers. Cheers.